You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Oniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. What's happening, people? We are Gate 7 International, your number one English source for all things Olibiagos, the international home for the red and white legend. My name is Costa, back for another episode today, and we've got a basketball special. It's been a while we haven't talked about basketball. I want to say that it's been a really good start to the season. And I've said uh, a long time now that the basketball team has actually been keeping me sane because the football, the football has been abysmal this year. But the basketball from the beginning of the season up until probably December, it was really, really good. I've really enjoyed it. And it's been a long time since we've discussed basketball, as I said I want to introduce our guests. We have two very special guests with us today. One, we have Notis Psilopoulos. He's a journalist with uh, the very popular daily sports paper, Tofos. Noti, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, I'm very happy being here and talk with you and with Manolo and, and with you about the Libertos basketball team. Uh, you can ask me whatever you want. And uh, I also don't forget in postonline.gr, it's our website. Fantastic. So make sure, guys, I mean, most of you listening, Olympiacos fans, you know FOSS very, very well. So Notis is a regular there. He is the basketball correspondent for Olympiacos. So you'll see his articles coming up either on the website or in the paper before matches, after matches. He's the guy. He's with us today to talk about everything that's going on at the club. And Manolo, 77, great to have you back on the show, man, from our friends at Red Point Guard. How are you doing, Manolo? Hello, Costa. Hello, Notis. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. I hope all the same for you. And a happy new year also for everyone. We haven't uh, talked for a long time. I remember one of our latest talks was uh, before the game uh, against Zalgiri, so I don't want to remember that. Oh. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, we that must have been it must have been around this time last year. Yes. Almost. Around uh, late February, I think, uh, last yeah. year. Yeah, because it was it, I mean that game was really a turning point in the season last season, wasn't it? Um It was uh, uh, the beginning of uh, the turndown. And one of one of the players on that Zalgiris team that really hurt us that night is now playing for us. Yes. But um, before, before we get into, into the meat on the bone, I want to say something. Um, we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube yesterday. So I want to say a big, big, Massive thank you to everyone that follows the show, that subscribed, 
that supported us. We started on YouTube last April. It's nearly coming to a year. We've, you know, we really enjoy what we do. We enjoy engaging with fans and building a community, bringing together Olympiacos fans from all over the world, connecting Olympiacos fans in Greece with those outside Greece, creating a community to discuss everything that's happening around the club. Thank you so much, everyone that has subscribed. If you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button and the bell below. Hit the like button as well. Help us to keep growing the community. Make sure you still continue to get all your updates and news regarding Olympiacos. We're mainly a football channel, of course, but we do like to do basketball from time to time, as we proved today. Now, um, let's start from the beginning, guys. So... This season starts, we're back in Alfaena, playing in the league after I can't even remember how long, three years I think it was, that we weren't playing in the league. In a period that's, you know, the post-Spanulis era, Barzokas with the team at the beginning of the season, um, we brought in a shooter in Tyler Dorsey, somebody that could shoot off the dribble, that can sh create a shot for himself. We brought in... Mustafa Fao, somebody that I really, really liked from Villarban last year. Skepazito uh, Kalathi. We brought in an elite defender in, in Thomas Walkup, like I was alluding to earlier, who really killed us last season in, uh, in Kaunas when we played them. Sasha Vizenkov has turned into an elite sniper since last season. And everything seemed to be going so well. Everything seemed to be going so well. We were third in the EuroLeague standings. Now COVID hit. And let who knows where it's going. But I mean, guys, one by one, like I, I'll start with you, Nodis. Like, how do you how do you see like how things have evolved since the beginning of the season? Like, what's your overall assessment? of what's going on at Olympiacos right now? Uh, first of all, I believe that Olympiacos uh, has a really good team. And I remember uh, the last game against Hinky last season, uh, I've asked uh, Coach Barzokas his opinion about his, the team and if he believes that uh, he must uh, make, make some transfers uh, only with players uh, that have Euroleague history and he said yes we don't want I really believe in the team and we want three or four uh, transfers to do make better and stronger the team and especially with players that uh, have Euroleague uh, games uh, in the in their history uh, and that's what uh, Olympiacos uh, done last summer he took Dorsey because he really really needed a player that he can score at the dribble, as, as you said, and a player that he can bring uh, something new in Olympiacos offense. He took also a very good point guard, that he can play a really good defense like walk-up, and of course he make uh, a very good uh, transfer with Mustafa uh, Fall because he needed uh, a seven-footer because uh, the basketball in the recent years, uh, we can see that the, in center position, most of the players are really tall. Okay, yes, we have the mobile uh, 
senders like Kyle Hines, Othello Hunter, Danson, Kim Dietz, I'm saying players that played the Olympiacos in, in the past. But uh, the team really needed a, a very tall guy, and with three moves, uh, we can see that the team uh, not only is playing better like, uh, than last year, but also the chemistry of the team is very strong. And uh, I really believe that uh, last year's team it wasn't bad. Really had good players. The team just needed two or three players to to make the team to go to another level. And don't forget that Olympiacos don't have the, the great budget like Ceska, Fes, uh, Fenerbahce or other teams. And with the money that the team had, I think uh, he made a very good job. And I don't think that there is anybody that he can say something different than that Coach Barzoka is a very good recruiter, if I can say that. I mean, he, he has... Uh, He's, he's known for to, to make uh, good selections on players, uh, players that they are not superstars. I mean, don't forget he, he found Lodzeski, uh, Brian Dunstan and other players, and that's what uh, he, he's still doing until now. And uh, we can see from the start of the season that Lubiakos is playing great uh, in offense, also in defense. He made, he made big wins against Real, but we are, that the team is playing tomorrow. And uh, the first round, I think it was great. Um, with good chemistry, good defense, and everything was going uh, really good. And suddenly, uh, coronavirus came again in our life, and especially in the locker room of Olympiacos. And the normality uh, has gone. But we must understand and accept that coronavirus is part of the game, like the injuries. And the main thing is that coach Barjokas and Olympiacos must adapt. We cannot do anything else and move on with that. Because the problems are not, the coronavirus cases are not only a problem for Olympiacos, are for all the teams. Absolutely. No, that's a really fantastic summary um, notice. Thank you. Manolo, what what are your feelings like since the beginning of the season? How do you think things have gone? How do you see things moving forward? As Noti said, uh, uh, Olbiakos uh, during the last of season uh, looked to strengthen um, uh, the squad uh, uh, with three key elements. I think uh, the one was um, uh, Euroleague experience because we saw that players uh, like uh, Harrison or Octavio Felis. Uh, did not have the mental, uh, let's say, attributes to to adapt uh, to what the Euroleague uh, needs. Uh, the second one was uh, defensive uh, ability. Uh, we see that uh, all uh, new transfers like uh, World Cup, that you said, and uh, uh, Mustafa Fall uh, are, uh, I would say, defense-oriented player who can also produce uh, in offense, but. It's supplementary, I think, uh, the offense for World Cup, uh, for example. Uh, and the third one was size, because uh, we see that uh, most Euroleague teams uh, are growing bigger. Uh, so both Mustafa Fall and Thomas Wokap um, uh, are players uh, in their positions who are considered to be 
uh, with size, let's say. Um, so under this uh, uh, notion, I think uh, that uh, Olbiakos uh, uh, did a great job um, in the off-season. Uh, we saw that uh, uh, the team uh, built chemistry too quickly, and uh, this is important, uh, the EuroLeague experience that we say. Uh, all three players, uh, along with Dorsey and uh, Walk Up and Fall, uh, have EuroLeague experience, so they uh, adapted very quickly. And we saw that uh, Olbiakos uh, uh, and with uh, the other team uh, that already had uh, players that were uh, one or two years together, uh, started playing uh, very well uh, from the beginning of the season. Uh, as not said, uh, the team uh, had uh, some uh, very important wins. Uh, like uh, with Real or Fenerbahce, which uh, was, I think, a very crucial win, if we see now at this point uh, of EuroLeague, uh, because um, uh, Fenerbahce is now rising uh, in the table, so uh, this win could be crucial. Also, the margin with Maccabi is something important for the future, I think. Uh, I will just make a break here because we saw that, uh, unfortunately, tonight uh, all teams that uh, are, um, let's say, competitors uh, to Olympiacos for uh, a spot in the playoffs, like Fenerbahce and Maccabi and maybe Monaco, I don't know, the game against Panathinaikos is uh, still uh, underway. Uh, they, all, they all won, so Olympiacos, I think, needs to make at least one victory in the trip uh, to Spain. Um, now, uh, after uh, the win uh, against Panathinaikos, uh, we, we could say that uh, the team had uh, a major drop uh, in its performance. Uh, there are, uh, of course, many issues. So the COVID uh, uh, situation, as noticed, described. Also, um, the team is based uh, too much on its offensive flow, I think. Uh, because, uh, as Noti said, uh, there is no star in the team. Uh, there are too many players who can contribute in offense, not uh, you know, one key player who takes the responsibility all the time. Uh, and uh, to justify this, uh, I read uh, the day before yesterday that uh, Olbiakos is uh, second from the bottom in points coming from ISO plays. So this is very evident. Uh, that uh, Olympiacos is based on team offense, on passing game, uh, which was ruined uh, after two weeks uh, with no games. It's uh, logical uh, this to happen. Um, we also saw that uh, the defense uh, uh, has uh, not uh, the tension that they used to have. Um, so three losses uh, came, uh, one of which uh, was very bad loss, I would say, uh, against uh, Cervenas Vesda. Uh, the good with Olympiacos was that uh, until that day he had no bad losses. I would say that uh, most of them, uh, uh, you would expect them uh, to have uh, the team. Uh, the, the home court advantage uh, was uh, uh, very safe. Uh, until that game, uh, Olympiacos was... Uh, had not lost uh, uh, at SEF. Uh, so I think it's time now for Olympiacos uh, to bounce back. It's a team uh, that has proven uh, the pre all the years uh, before that uh, uh, 
uh, when uh, he's facing difficulties, uh, he can uh, uh, bounce back. So we expect uh, to have a good performance uh, in Spain. Yeah, and obviously tomorrow is going to be a very tough game against Real Madrid. They sit at the top of the standings. Um, you guys obviously touched on some very, very good points. The quality, first of all, of, of the roster compared to last year. I mean, you're comparing players like Octavius Ellis with Mustafa Fau or Aaron Harrison with, with Tyler Dorsey. I personally think there's, there's hard... It's unfair to make that comparison. You're talking about seasoned players on the one hand compared to players that are coming from a, a Euro Cup Euro Cup level or even Octavius Ellis had played for Prometheus, I think, in, in Alfaena. So I don't yes. think he had any European experience. So the level is obviously different. I think I think the statistic that you shared, Manolo, about us being second from bottom in ISO points scored, so that's isolation uh plays, that's really interesting. Because in the past, whenever we got stuck, give the ball to Spanulis and let Spanulis play an ISO play and three-pointer or, you know, drive to the basket and he'd managed to unglue unglue us, yeah? Get us get us out of a tight spot. We don't have that anymore. Or we don't have even an Eric Green that one year that he played for us. Um, but that, that's really interesting. And you said the team's best player is the team. And we've loved to see that free-flowing basketball with the extra pass. It's been really nice to watch. And not as you said, coronavirus is is a part of our life now, whether we like it or not. And it's not just affecting Olympiacos, it's affecting other teams, it's affecting everyone. And Manolo, you asked the right question. So I put the question to you first, Noti. Can Olympiacos bounce back? Because ever since we've gone into this situation with, with COVID, COVID's hit the hit the squad. The dressing room is just it doesn't seem like we're able to come out of this slump so do you think we can bounce back do we need to sign players and do we need to bring spanulis back from retirement like uh like paul skulls for manchester united back <laughs> first of all he would love to have a better program the schedule is it's not easy for him uh, there are difficult games. For example, uh, he's not playing now, for example, against Alba or against uh, Zalgiris. He's playing against Real Madrid now and against Basconia at Spain. So it's, it's really difficult for him this week to bounce back. For me, it will be a huge success if he can find a way uh, and take the win at Madrid. Uh, Real is unbeaten. Uh, on their home court. Uh, it's a really difficult game, but don't forget that Olympiacos found the way what should do right and they won Real Madrid in the first game. They really played good defense. Uh, they had Sasa Vezenkov and uh, he was great, if I remember right. Uh, okay, Eddie Tavares, uh, if I, the matchup with Fal, uh, he was better, but uh, Olympiacos found the way to take the game. Um, I think Olympiacos needs time because don't forget he will play tomorrow against Real Madrid, but Papa Nicolai and Predices, they were not uh, in the practice. Uh, they were 
at the home and carotid, they were not uh, working with their teammates, so they are not ready for the game. He will play. I wish they have with their uh, huge experience uh, to work uh, smart and do what they must do uh, and to help the team. Sakil Makisic also, okay, he's healthy now, but also he was out about 10 days. Uh, okay, Quincy, he, he will not play, but he wasn't playing after all. And Larizakis, it's a loss because uh, he was given important things when he was coming from the bench. Uh, it's difficult uh, for Olympiakos to bounce back, uh, in my opinion, this week because uh, he has really difficult uh, games to play. Uh, but, you know, sometimes uh, in difficult moments, Olympiakos find a way to raise up. So we wish to, to find a way, but for me, uh, I also want to say something that Jokos Bartokas is a great coach, great coach. He knows how to play well, make good teams. He knows how to create teams that uh, they can take, take wins and uh, play beautiful basketball. But for me, he must be more uh, 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 calm, speak calm, yes, and uh, and adapt uh, the situation. Uh, for me, he if he has a problem is that when some key players, I don't know if it's about the injuries or coronavirus cases, uh, they are out. Uh, he's getting angry. He's not calm on the bench, and uh, he cannot easily find a way to to move on. I remember something like that happened not only last year. If you remember also in the season 2013-2014 when Olbiakos was two-time uh, in, in a row European champion, he was unbeaten. I don't know if you remember in 13-14, uh, 25 games uh, unbeaten the team. Uh, and he went there and, and then Olbiakos played in Euroleague in top 16. And preferable predecessors, Spanulis had some injury things. They are not; they were not playing. The Diakos finished third and played against Real, which was uh, second, and he lost the the ticket to go to the third uh, final four. Uh, he didn't find the the way to adapt the situation and keep the team calm to move on. Uh, I wish uh, we had the. Uh, a button to, 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 to push it and uh, say, okay, no coronavirus, no injuries, uh, no problems. But it's part of the game. For me, it's a part of thing because uh, now we see that Olympiakos was playing great when all the key players, when the team was healthy. And suddenly, Olympiakos he, he cannot find the balance. And for me, uh, uh, it's not only about players think that that's a problem. It's also about the, the team and the coach to to talk and work together and find the solutions. You said about transfers. Um, you know, Olympiakos uh, took Quincy NC and he's not playing. To take another player and uh, stay just to the bench, <laughs> you know, first of all, he must uh, find a, a role uh, for Quincy NC that came to, to the team, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of great points. Uh, again, not the 
And we don't really have the budget as well. And I think Barzokas is also somebody that he thinks about team balance, team dynamics. I don't think he wants to upset the balance in the team. I think the players, they all understand their roles. Something that might not have been apparent in previous teams over the last few years. Um, it's interesting you mention about Barzokas and being calm because, okay, on social media in particular, you... You read a lot of things about Barzokas and his reaction sometimes on the on the bench. They might seem amusing. But in general, since he came back, he looks a lot kind of more laid back, like a bit calmer. But now he's in a difficult position. He's facing a difficult situation. And he seems to be going back to this tendency of losing his, you know, losing his cool. And he's in the graphicos, you know, he starts to... He starts to do these things on he, the bench, and, he's, and that's he's getting, bit... he's getting really upset when uh, because he knows he, he he made a very a really good team, and he's really upset uh, when he sees uh, so many coronavirus cases and injuries because it's like you know he he made a really good paint. Yeah. And suddenly someone uh, uh, drops something on this paint, and he's angry about that. It's a part of the game. I think it's uh, yeah. It's a very important because uh, the team, it's, it, all the teams have problems. All the teams have injuries. Uh, all the teams uh, have coronavirus cases, and the team must find a way to move on. And if you see also when the in interviews the players, uh, all the players they used to say that, hey. Okay, we must move on and play better. It's not uh, coronavirus. All the teams have the same uh, problem. But you know, when the coach is talking about that, he he mentioned a lot, a lot that the team uh, is not living a uh, normal uh, situation uh, after December. Of, yeah, obviously it's frustrating for him. Like you said, he's created something really, really good that we've all enjoyed watching, and all of a sudden it just looks like somebody shit the bed. Uh, excuse the term in English. Yes. Uh, so I, I understand him, but he needs, he's the coach and his body language, the way he behaves, it translates and it goes to the players. So he needs to find a way. We need to find a way. Um, conscious of time, because I know Nodi, you've got to go soon. Manolo, what do you think, man? Do you think that, are we still on course? For the for the playoffs, do you think the objective is still to be in the top eight? Should we be aiming to get into the top four? Can we dare to dream still to get back into the playoffs and then hopefully a final four? W what do you think? What do you think it's going to take to be able to do that? We always dream. But also we have uh, to have our feet uh, on the ground. Uh, it's part of the process. Uh, Olbiakos uh, is uh, now in a bad condition. Uh, it's normal. All teams have um, a period uh, with losing streaks, uh, the, with uh, players um, underperforming. We saw Armani Milan uh, having that. Maccabi Tel Aviv had uh, eight or nine losses in a row. Nerbahce. I'm not uh, saying excuses, 
Uh, of course, Olympiacos needs to be better in order to stay in course uh, for the playoffs. Uh, also, Coach Barzokas needs to be more adaptive, uh, as you said. Uh, I understand that he wants to create a routine for the team. For example, uh, you know, he wants to have uh, the players a specific role, the first unit, the second unit, but there are games that uh, uh, this needs uh, to change. Uh, for example, uh, yes. when you see... Uh, I totally you agree on what you say. I totally agree on what you say about the rotation. When a player is uh, on a good night, you know, he scores uh, buckets and uh, you see that he's hot in offense, maybe... Uh, he should uh, stay in the floor. We saw that with Dorsey in Moscow. Um, there are some examples. Uh, also, I think uh, in the last game against Cervena Zvezda with Lucas, was it necessary to have a substitution one minute uh, before half time just for the defense? Come on, it's uh, first half uh, only. Um, I think uh, as the season uh, proceeds, uh, um, the team will find again uh, its good shape. Uh, um, uh, it's good that uh, there is a break now for the cup. Uh, I think uh, the next game against FS there is a one-week break uh, from Euroleague, so uh, we will charge our batteries. Uh, of course, there is also the cup games, which uh, will be very crucial, uh, especially for the mentality and psychology of the team. Um, now, I think uh, in terms of uh, the standings, uh, Olbiakos um, uh, should look uh, below him. Uh, I, I, I mean, uh, not, not, to have, uh, not to aim high, but uh, we see that Armani, Zenit um, and Ceseca uh, are having a better record and uh, are improving uh, uh, throughout uh, the season. Uh, while at the same time, uh, as I said before, uh, some teams uh, 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 from uh, 7 and uh, uh, lower are um, also improving. So, Olympiacos uh, needs to get uh, uh, back in some uh, wins. Uh, I think that uh, the game against Basconia uh, would be a good start. And uh, if uh, we manage to get one win... Uh, in these three games, I include also FS, uh, it would be good. With two wins, I believe that uh, Olbiakos uh, um, will make uh, a good step uh, for uh, qualification. Um, there are also, of course, uh, 10 more games, but uh, if uh, Olbiakos improves uh, his record uh, and um, uh, manages uh, also to have better performance, I think. Uh, he can uh, uh, at least um, have a, a sixth seed uh, in the final uh, table. Uh, I am uh, quite uh, optimistic. Uh, I think that this is something, uh, you know, <laughs> something uh, which is uh, normal. And um, as you said, the, the offensive, the good offensive flow, and the tension in defense. Uh, uh, will uh, return. Uh, we see that Olbiakos is a team uh, which is based uh, on defense. Uh, uh, I read uh, an interesting tweet um, this morning that uh, during uh, 
the squad depth in some uh, positions, for example, when you don't have a backup uh, to Mustafa Fall, I think it's obvious that uh, there will come a time that uh, he will be exhausted. And we see that uh, in the last games. Um, I believe that uh, as time goes by, some players will improve. We saw Livio have a good performance against uh, uh, Ike. Good. Maybe AC, as Nodi said, will provide some help. Uh, he's providing some good uh, three-point shooting until now. He needs to improve in defense, his reactions uh, mostly, because he's a good defender. But, you know, staying one and a half year away from uh, the court is not so easy. Yeah. Um, so I believe uh, that uh, better days will come uh, uh, a few weeks later. January is traditionally a terrible month for Olympiakos. <laughs> As Nodi said, this season uh, was one of the, um, the best examples, uh, losing to Armani Milan by 25 points in Sef, I remember. Or another yeah. year uh, uh, with Sferopoulos, uh, coach, uh, losing uh, at Baberg, uh, losing here uh, yeah. uh, against Baberg uh, in Piraeus. Uh, <laughs> it's something that happens uh, often uh, to our so that. That's actually quite encouraging then. Like if it's Just it's a trend. January, yes. Yeah, so okay, January is a shit month, but we're gonna come out of it soon. So okay, that's somewhat encouraging in that yeah, it's happened before, but we're gonna come out of it. So who's the other center that we have? God, not the the one that was basically our center last year. Come on, guys, help me. I didn't understand. They may go. Who, who's the other center that we have? The second one. The center, Hassan Martin. Martin, thank Hassan you. Martin. Yes. He hasn't been as good this year. Like, I mean, the level of the team was different last year, but <laughs> last year he was pretty much our number one center. But he's not. He's not really been doing it for me this year. Anyway, um, we're going to start wrapping up. Nodi, I want that. I ask you one question. And Manolo, think of a question to ask Nodi, and then we're going to close up, okay? And it's it's going to be a light question. I want you to tell me, what is this thing, this, uh, this tradition that the team has developed before every game at CEF, or even at away games? They do this thing where they all come out of the locker room one by one, they slap the hand of uh, Bafes. And then the last one that comes out is Pridesis. And he comes out really, really slow. And then they all start screaming. Uh, you know, that, that thing that they've posted on, they post on social media where they all start, you know, ah, and then they all go out into the game. What is that? Like, where did that come from? Is there a story behind it? Something that you can share? Is uh, I think it is just a, a team routine. Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes the players and the teams uh, they do they do one thing, and when the results are coming, they they keep doing that. 
think that's uh, the story. And uh, because I have to go, I want to say something. Uh, first of all, thanks for the uh, uh, for asking me being here. It was a pleasure. Uh, nice to meet you, Costa, and uh, also Manoli. Uh, I want to say something that the first goal for Olympiacos this year is to win the Green Championship at the Greek Cup. Uh, and if Olympiacos is going to do that, it will be it's going to be for the first time after 25 years. It's very important for the team. Uh, don't forget that. It's very important for Olympiacos to bounce back and come back to the Euroleague playoffs. Yes, it is. But imagine, imagine Olympiacos go to Final Four and lost, for example, the trophy like like that thing that happened in 2017, and then uh, going back and lose the Greek championship and also the Greek Cup. Uh, everybody are going to say that uh, it was a year that Olympiacos hadn't won a trophy. Uh, for me, it's very important when uh, a team is going at, at least at the final of the final four. But the first goal uh, for the team is to come back to the trophies because. The last time that Olympiacos won a trophy it was uh, 2016, and it's five, and we're going to the six years. So don't forget uh, that thing uh, in your mind, because that is the first goal for the team also. For sure. We want to get back to winning ways. Um, Nodi, thank you very much. I know we have to wrap it up there. Before we do close, I want to thank again both of you, Nodi Spisilopoulos, reporter with Dofos in Greece, basketball correspondent for Olympiakos. Thanks very much, Nadi, for being with us. You can find all of Nadi's details in the description below, his Twitter, his Instagram, etc. Go and follow him. Uh, get all your updates on what's going on with Olympiakos. Manolo as well, my friend, thank you very much for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, my regards to everyone over at Red Point Guard as well. Those guys are doing an absolutely fantastic job. Um, really, really good. Like, head over, follow Red Point Guard, follow Manolo. You heard the stats from the man talking about the ISO stats and the defense. Really, really good. And Manolo's um, Twitter handle, everything is in the description below as well. Thanks everyone for watching, especially if you made it this far. We are the Gate 7 International Podcast by the fans, for the fans. Make sure you subscribe hit the like button, hit the bell. Don't miss the next episode. See you next time. Bye-bye. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Sto mialo kati magiko.